Good morning, Contrarians. Thursday morning, May 4th, 6.40 a.m., a little less, 6.35. Fed day plus one. This is normally where we would be dissecting the Fed, but we had some news overnight to preoccupy us. And I'm referring here to PacWest Bancorp, one of the three main problem banks that we have identified. Well, they said after the close yesterday, that they would be exploring alternatives, including a sale. This is kind of the precursor to potentially going bankrupt if none of these alternatives come to pass. So this troubled markets very much. Understandably, it does not inspire confidence that PacWest or indeed any of these other uh, problem banks can avoid the fate of First Republic, Signature Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, and what is now becoming a growing list of failed regional banks. So those st- that stock cratered overnight down a whole bunch, 30% at some point. Um, I can't even, I don't even know, I've, I've checked, but it's basically, I haven't checked in a, in a while since last night, but it's basically going to be a, a problem child here, potentially a, another warden of the state. So, but looking across the asset classes here, things are surprisingly a little mixed in light of this. We do have stock futures moving lower, but mostly just the small caps. The Russell 2000 is pointing to a drop of 1%. Other parts of the market appear to be unaffected. Um, tech is even up a tiny bit. Bonds, however, are far more reflective of risk off. The yield on the two-year is down nine basis points to 3.85%. It was down yesterday. The 10-year yield is down four basis points to 3.37. Neither one of these has recaptured their lows from March quite yet, but it looks like they're headed that way if this continues, keeping in mind that yields move inversely to prices. Commodities now are showing a few signs of life, weirdly. WTI crude oil is up a half of a percent to trade on $69 a barrel. That is a lot lower than it was yesterday morning, of course. And copper is up eight-tenths of 1%. And then cryptos are gaining... Again, Bitcoin is up 1% to move north of 29,000. So to summarize here, stock futures not reflecting across the board. Fear, bonds are, commodities aren't, cryptos are not. All right, so known events today. Seeing how it's Thursday, we get initial jobless claims out at 8.30. Economists expect 240,000 new claims after 230,000 last week. Another potential known event is the U.S. trade balance, also out at 8.30. Numbers are in the show notes. But basically, you're looking at the trade deficit narrowing, which is not a good sign for the global economy because America has long been a net importer of goods to satisfy Americans' needs to buy stuff they don't need. And if that trade deficit narrows, it means the U.S. is importing less stuff because its consumers are buying less stuff That's bad for the global economy. Earnings today. Apple is the big big one. They report after the draw. I say after the draw? No, after the close at 4 p.m. And at that point, we're also due to hear from Shopify, Square, Coinbase, speaking of cryptos, DraftKings, Carvana, Lyft, DoorDash, and others. So a bunch of... uh, a bunch of tech stocks there after the close at 4 p.m. Yeah, this just seemed appropriate. 
this music. I'm sorry. After Powell's comments. Crazy train indeed. I mean, this, what Powell said, all right, so 2.30 p.m. yesterday, I've done a meme here. You may have already seen it on Twitter because it's making the rounds. But at 2.30 p.m., Powell said, and I quote, the U.S. banking sector is sound and resilient. Two hours later, the PacWest news hit. So obviously this is, this is potentially even worse than the transitory inflation comments he made. And it erodes whatever credibility the Fed might have had left, whatever they were trying to build up by ratcheting up interest rates. So suffice it to say that we've now arrived at a place where nothing the Fed says about the banking system can be believed. I repeat, we have arrived at a place where nothing the Fed says about the banking system can be believed. That's not good for anybody. And as for the Fed policy itself, Powell's presser basically pointed to data dependency, which is nice, but the problem here, other than the fact that we we can't believe them, is that it may take a little while for the data to catch up to the reality on the ground. If you have these banks failing then the official inflation rate it is a trail which is a trailing indicator may not reflect this in time for the fed to mo- loosen monetary policy should that be needed these officials always fight the last war and they're still caught with egg on their face about the transitory inflation comments and so they're going to want to fight that whatever we'll see about that as for the opportunity Could this be an opportunity to buy regional banks? Yes, if you enjoy a friendly game of Russian roulette. Most of these have now dropped below even the lows of March. And it looks like the damage here is by no means contained. I mentioned PacWest. The others are, what is it, Metro Bank, MCB, and Western Alliance, WAL. Those are the top of the list. But there are others, including Zion's. Z-I-O-N. And so we're going to start looking at those now as as what could be next. Now, there are some non-problem children regional banks here, and they haven't sold off as much, at least not overnight yet, maybe, as PacWest did and the others, and and, uh, Western Alliance and, and the others. So there may be some to pick over here for those feeling particularly brave or maybe just completely insane. And we've mentioned here the Bank of Hawaii and New York Community Bank. Those are two that I hold where I did buy the dip. And But there are others. And, and I point you to some comments by Ian Bezek. Um, he's uh, also on Substack. I've not had him on the podcast yet, but I, I may. Um, he's, he's a former hedge fund manager that, that has some good insights into this stuff. And he points to Alaska. But anyway... None of that is is investment advice, obviously. Looking at the other side of this now, there may be an opportunity to take out some insurance in the parts of the market that have not yet been affected. I mentioned tech. And if you're of the belief that this banking stuff is not resolved and that more bad stuff is going to happen and more banks are going to fail, then it stands to reason that 
the economy will eventually fall off a cliff and growth stocks with it. Growth stocks are usually the first thing to go. The fact that they're holding up now is a little surprising, but therein lies the opportunity to maybe short these, maybe buy puts, maybe buy inverse ETFs. Each of those carries its own pitfalls that one needs to educate oneself to before investing. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Obviously, there may be other opportunities here. Those are just a couple that I mentioned. None of this is investment advice, which should be obvious as I am not advising this purchase or sale of any securities. I'm just pointing to some potential opportunities. And you must, of course, do your own research and make your own decisions. That's the mantra here. And with that, I leave you this Thursday. Could be a big day. So I'm going to make this one free. Enjoy it. Subscribe if you haven't already. As you can hear, it's worth it. Although we aren't always going to be this involved. Not every day is quite like this where we have the Fed to go through and another regional bank teetering on the edge here. But anyway, gone on long enough. I'm going to shut up. We'll be back here tomorrow for premium subscribers. See you then. Bye.